for many of us, Christmas was a time for music. I'm not talking about carols or Christmas music. I'm not talking about the hymns that we sing at Christmas time. Shepherds we have heard on high, the first Noel, away in a manger, a little town of Bethlehem, the list goes on and on. No, I'm talking about the days of old when music was about records or eight tracks or cassettes or even CDs. Now we carry our library of music on our smartphones and we download digitally hundreds if not thousands of songs by all kinds of recording artists of every genre imaginable. Back in the day, so to speak, you bought 78s or 45s or even 33s. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But 45s were short play records where um, you had a hit song on one side and on the flip side, a wannabe hit by the artist. And then later on, there evolved 33s called LPs, long play versions, where seven, eight, nine, even ten songs were placed on one side of an album, and then you could flip it over and have at least that many on the other side. Can you remember getting your first record? I sure can. The gospel accounts, all of them, are recordings by artists, each with stories to tell, but only a few have songs recorded for us. And it is the Gospel of Luke that records more songs than any Gospels, any of the other Gospels. We have six or seven songs just in the first two chapter, chapters of the Gospel according to Luke. We have the song of Elizabeth, the song of Mary, we have the song of Zechariah, we have the song to the shepherds by angels when we have the song of Simeon for today's reading the gospel according to Luke the second chapter hear these words starting at the 22nd verse when the time came for a purification according to the law of Moses they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praising God, saying, Master, you are now dismissing your servant in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed 
at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Would you bow with me in prayer? As the scriptures have been read and now your word proclaimed, may we hear with joy what you would reveal and speak to us today. Amen. As we drop the needle, so to speak, on today's text, we have moved considerably in time from the birth just a few days ago where we celebrated Christmas. We've moved considerably both in time and in place from his birth in Bethlehem. The Holy Family perhaps left Bethlehem for Jerusalem and eight days later presented him in the temple for naming and circumcision as was custom under the law. And then we're not told, but I suppose it to be the case that they traveled all the way to Nazareth only within a week or two to make the journey all the way back to Jerusalem for the purification that is recorded here. The purification of Mary according to the law. Just think about that. All the travel that's taken place in the first 40 days of the life of Jesus. Mary and Joseph and Jesus have been on the road over 20 days traveling. That really sounds like Christmas years ago, didn't it? It's not this time of travel and this season of pandemic. But you know, you don't have to travel for your life to be filled with uh, the hectic pace and the difficulty of being so busy. We're told that Mary and Joseph made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem yet again as they would do every Passover in the Gospel of Luke. But on this occasion, we're introduced to Simeon. Scripture tells us a man who was righteous and devout. I wonder what two words would describe the life you live. We have more than just these two words about Simeon, though he was righteous and devout, but I could add to that he was a man who lived in anticipation of hope. He was a man waiting and longing and hoping and expecting for it had been revealed to him by the Lord through the Holy Spirit that he would not taste death 
until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And God did not disappoint. By the presence and power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Simeon saw Mary and Joseph enter the temple. It's so routine, it's so ordinary. And yet he alone had the eyes to see this young couple bringing their child. Simeon lived for this. He woke every day expecting this to happen. That today might be the day. I wonder what it is that you long for every day. To see what your heart desires. What would give you peace? What might give you hope and fulfillment? Not later, not in a week or two, but now, this very day. I believe we all long for the kind of Simeon encounter, the kind of experience that he had, the gift of beholding of sight, of experiencing the fulfillment of a promise or a blessing of God, where we too might exclaim, nunc dimittis, in Latin meaning now dismiss. Simeon never witnessed all the sermons or healings of the adult Jesus. He was never privy to Jesus' commands or commandments to still the wind and the waves, to cleanse lepers, to raise the dead in Nain or Bethany. Of all the preaching and teaching to the disciples, to the curious, even to the crowds, Simeon only glimpses what is to come, what is to be, much as any parent or grandparent looks into the eyes of a child or a grandchild with the longing and the desire, what will this child become? What will this child be? What possibilities and opportunities might this child face? Simeon will not know the Jesus revealed and known to us in the scriptures, but he knows enough. Simeon knows this to be true. The, the one that he holds in his arms will bear God's light to the dark world. To Gentiles, not only Hebrews. To outsiders, not only insiders. To the unclean, not only to the cleaned up. There's so much I missed this Christmas. I know you as well had longings and hopes and things that you missed. But one thing I missed particularly was being with you on Christmas Eve where we draw light from that one light the Christ candle burning brightly and then in turn pass that light one each to the other where the whole sanctuary is aglow with the light from that one candle what if this Christmas we don't extinguish the light. What if knowing that the one true source of all things, that the light that is Jesus Christ and none other, what if we don't extinguish that light but rather pass that light to others around us? Not only the light that we receive ourselves to be better and do better and learn and grow spiritually in our lives, but to offer the light to others, to others that may not know the gospel as we know it. 
Those who in life see no hope or possibilities or opportunities. Would that not be a great thing to do seasonally? But better yet, is that not what we could do missionally? Our mission and our purpose in life. To share the light of Christ with others. Simeon never witnessed the completion of Jesus' life and work, nor the cross. But he did surmise the cost and consequences as he took Jesus into his arms to bless him. So he spoke to Mary and to any and all that would take Jesus into their heart and life and soul and body and serve him. Mary would pay a price. She would be wounded at what the world would dish out. At her own, and her own heart would be pierced with sorrow. In this season, where, where we see Mary taking Jesus into her arms, we also can glimpse a Mary who receives the body of Jesus and is draped across her lap in the Pieta. So we come to the end of what has been a most difficult and painful year in 2020. And yet there is hope on the horizon. A vaccine is just around the corner. The first to vaccinate those who serve to care for those most ill and vulnerable among us, doctors and nurses and first responders, and then on and on to the rest of the world. But the cost in this pandemic has been considerable. The things that divide us are more visible than ever before between the have and the have-nots. The divide and the sin of racism and prejudice and hatred. The fear of others who by color or creed or class are different from us. And the way we continue to evade Ways to protect the air and water and land for future generations to come. The challenges we face in 2021 are unknown to us. But not beyond believing that God has promised to be with us in Emmanuel, in Christ. To see faith and hope and love be born in us this very day till at last we too may be dismissed in peace oh may it be so hallelujah amen